Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Swords, an early break, full show ahead. We've got Robin Wash at 725, Jerry DiNardo, Big Ten Network at 7 a.m. today. Oh, yeah. How are you this Tuesday right morning? Now. <laughs> remind him. Yeah, um, just remind Jerry. Hey, how about we just do this stuff on the air? No, I'm not going to do it on the air. Good morning. Um, I got some uh, material for you in case you go to High V today. Oh, you mean idle chit chat? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Is that got, what you're going for? Yeah. There? If you're standing in line at Super Saver or A Street Market, I wasn't high V last night, so you should you should have <laughs> prepared me for this moment. I didn't have any idle chit chat at high V last night. Do you have a Do you have a lot of trees in your yard? How's the raking? <laughs> do you do it yourself, or do you have somebody else do it? How do you do this? How do you do it? <laughs> a blower. I'm a blower. See, that's what that would be the conversation. I, you know what I do? I blow a lot of the leaves kind of into the little side areas of the yard, um, and and let them let nature take its course. Uh, blow them out into the street. That's really responsible of you. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's very kind of you to blow the leaves out to the street for everyone else to deal with. Hey. He's, not my problem. I'm not going to bag these suckers. These are, let them go in the wild. Sorry, they, all my leaves are on your yard, neighbor. I was too lazy to bag it myself. You understand, right? God, come on. Help it's a not neighbor like out that. here. It's not like that at all. Help a neighbor out. They just blow away. They don't blow into the neighbor's you know, yard. Have you ever seen all those those lines of bags that people do of leaves? <laughs> yes. See, this would be a good high times a year. Yeah, this would be a good high V conversation. And you could say, like, you could say, well, we live in a part of town where there's not as many trees. Now, I would say I live in a part of town where we're engulfed yeah, by trees. You have trees. a lot of trees there. Yeah. Oh, it's all trees. Yeah. I mean, there's leaves all over. I imagine that your gutters are full of leaves. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, yeah. You read my column. I, no, you no didn't. I didn't see that one, actually. I, yeah, I cleaned gutters on Saturday. That was fun. Get up on the roof or on ladder or what? While I was. Think while I was doing it, I thought of the name. If I was going to clean gutters for a living, I thought of a name for the company. If we want to do this, if this show goes belly up, everything we, we goes go to hell. clean gutters now. We clean gutters for a living, and we call ourselves the Gutter Gods. We're heaven sent. <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Right? How about uh, that? Maybe you should work with me on some marketing campaigns. Yes, let's, let's do that. Gutter Gods. Were heaven sent. Hmm. It wasn't. I actually don't. See, mind at what point in the process did you, did you figure out this? About the point where idea. I where I it was about fifteen minutes in when I sort it sort of dawned on me that I'm really good at it. Good at it. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're good at cleaning out gutters. Yeah, I mean, there's a you have a, a two, special two step process. What's the process? I mean, you Walk go up. You go up. 
and I just put work gloves on and scoop it all out with my yep. get the soot yep. and everything yep. out of there That's with it. my hands. So I do and then second stage is you go up with the blower. Okay. On the ladder and then blow it out. So those things are almost. It's not bad. It's not a bad process. Yeah. I, I do the the scoop with the the glove also. Yeah. Get the soot out of there. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I've been there. Oh man. Yep. I know. See, this is good. We could, be, we could be the gutter guides. <laughs> we could be. It wouldn't be that bad. No, that's that's not the worst you've ever said this show in terms of mm. a slogan or a motto. Gutter gods. Gutter gods. We're heaven sent. Boom. There you go. Uh, last night on Monday Night Football, sip there was an upset in Foxborough. In Foxborough. The Chicago Bears were eight and a half point underdogs going into the game, and they win going away 33 to 14. How about that? And guess what happened in this game, Sip? There's a officially, officially, a quarterback controversy in New England. Yeah. It appeared to be settled. I say it's Bailey Zappi's job because he, you know, he, the, the Patriots were down 10 0. What happened to the Alabama quarterback? Mac Jones is terrible. I told you this all along. I told you this last year. It's just not he, working. He made the playoffs last year, but it was not because of him. It was because of the defense and the running game. It was not because of Mac Jones last year. I made it, made it very clear. He's not hurt? Now, this year he played. He got hurt. Okay. And he came back again last night, and he just looked terrible. I mean, the, the Bears had an early 10 0 lead. They take Mac Jones out in the second quarter. Mm hmm bring in Bailey Zappi, immediately they score a touchdown. It's 10-7. Then the Bears throw a pick, and the Patriots score again. It's 14-10. You're thinking, oh, oh my God, Bailey Zappi is Tom Brady. This is, this is over. See you, see you Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. Then the Bears score 10 points before half, so it's 20-14. to mm -hmm. In the second half, Zappi throws two picks. They have no points in the second half. Bears win 33-14. So everyone who, who just crowned Bailey Zappi, like myself, saying he's the guy, mm -hmm. and Mac Jones has to calm down for a little bit and say, hey, well, he's, he makes mistakes too. Mm. Mm. So I don't know. Bill Belichick, I, I like seeing the Patriots having problems at quarterback. They deserve that for having 20 years of superb quarterback play. AFC's kind of a freak show. I mean, the, I mean that's that quarterback, that quarterback situation is about as crazy as it is in Indy right now, which we'll talk about. We'll get to that. Which is like a fiction novel. Yeah, almost. it's crazy. Yeah. The stuff in Indianapolis is wild. Six forty-five. We'll attack that. Yeah, if your program, football program or football organization, re starts to read like a fiction novel, get things straightened up. Nebraska sort of reads like a fiction novel right now. Kind of is. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Call or text as always. This is not. It's not a big surprise to me, but I guess there is some sort of rumor about. The Big Ten going away from the East versus West next year uh, as, as USC, UCLA enter in 2024. I thought, didn't, didn't you and me assume that things would stay this way one more season before they yeah. change in 2024? Yeah. So I'm not sure why it was big news yesterday when it was announced by Scott Docterman of The Athletic that the Big Ten in, intends to keep the current East and West for one more season. I think we assumed that. He might have been trying to fill a quota or Possibly. something. Possibly, yeah. But you and I never were... Going against that belief, no, right? Okay, no, make sure we're on the same page. When I saw your rundown, when you sent me the rundown, and then I, I was like, hmm. And then I, I, I usually put two and two together. You must have saw a story. Somewhere. I did. And then I saw the story, and I read it, and I thought, what? What is? What am I missing? Why is this a surprise? Yeah, this was already known, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, so regardless, anyway. it was news yesterday that I, I guess things will stay the same for one more season before. USC and UCLA enter from the Pac-12. So I I would ask you this. It, it has been 
just straight up a, a terrible tenure for Nebraska in the Big Ten West. It has not gone their direction. I mean, you've had teams like Northwestern win the, t- the division twice, Wisconsin, of course, Iowa, Minnesota's contended for it, Illinois right now leads the division. You know, it's been kind of a hodgepodge at times with, you know, with Iowa, Wisconsin normally winning the division, but still, there's yeah. the teams that rise up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this. If Nebraska were to somehow this season win the division, but more likely next year when things are more in place without without an interim coach, what could a division title do for Nebraska? Would that, would that forgive any of the past seasons and, and the failures and say, hey, at least we did not go over in the duration of the Big Ten West? Or will this, or is it completely outside of that, Sip? No, it won't forgive anything. Okay. Um, but it would be now – it's, I don't know. I, I thought about this a lot with sort of mixed emotions. Okay. It would be a triumph, a, a resounding triumph. It would be an, 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 it would be a national story. It would be, well, it already, Mickey Joseph is already getting to be a national story. Ross Dellinger of SI.com has been here this week. Um, it would be a national story. For Nebraska to to win the division under these circumstances, it <laughs> yeah. would be incredible. It would be incredible, and it would be definitely worth celebrating. But you know what waits at the end of that, and that's the con- that's the concern. It's it's the the opponent and the title yeah game. the imbalance is yeah is um this is where the Im- the imbalance in the Big Ten becomes an issue, right? Big issue, big issue. The West winner, if it's Nebraska in particular because of its defensive problems, you're either going to face Ohio State, which is the best offense in the country, right? Yeah. The best offense in the country. the best, they're top three at the worst. I don't know who's better. Um, Tennessee's I, pretty good. Oh, you always play the Tennessee card. Um, I was just saying, they're top three at the worst. Yeah, I, I did see a stat that, from Hendon Hooker that we'll get to next Hendon. segment. Hendon. Um Okay. So the prize is getting to face Ohio State or Michigan in a rematch. I mean, I don't know which is like less desirable. Well, it depends how good the first matchup went against Michigan. What do you anticipate? Well, I anticipate a, a big loss, but you could be surprised. So it would be. It's a very interesting. It's a very interesting scenario that we're talking about, and and not unrealistic. Yeah, because let's be real. I mean. If Nebraska beats Illinois on Saturday, which is possible, yeah, it is. This becomes a big reality, a big possibility, because now Illinois and Nebraska are three and two. You have the head-to-head against Illinois. Yeah, you have. They still play Purdue. Right, right, right. Yeah, the Michigan game is the problem because you're going to get another loss. In there. Yes. Um, Doesn't Illinois play Michigan too, though? Yeah, they, I'm pretty sure they do play. Yeah, them. we actually confirm that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they play Michigan at the end of the season. Well, you. Check that out, and I'll keep talking. But to answer your original question, what would it mean to the program? Would it be big? Yeah, yeah. Would it erase everything from the past? No, but it would be, I mean, in these waning days of the Big Ten as we know it, for Nebraska to accomplish that would be absolutely a triumph worth celebrating. But it would be a short celebration. Now, next year, same thing. Now I don't know what Ohio State's going to be like next year. I don't know what. I mean, they're probably no, they'll be, be good. good. Yeah. They'll be really good. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Stroud will be gone to the NFL. Yeah, 
and so they'll still know. be really, they'll, they'll still be really. But good. you just don't know exactly if they'll be as good as they are now. They look pretty crazy. Well, they're number one in the CBS Sports Power Rankings. I don't know. Are they number one? In the, no, Georgia's number one. In the AP. Yeah, they're, they're two. Yeah, two CBS Sports has Ohio State number one. Um, now next year, yeah, Jake, if Nebraska closed the Big Ten as we know it with a division championship, yeah, it would be gigantic. God, but, I but, hope. But, but it would not forgive the sins of the past of in the Big not. Ten West. Of course not. But, I mean, think about the last time Nebraska was in that game, what happened. 2012, Yeah, they got beat 70-31 to 31 by Wisconsin in a rematch of that season. Third place, Wisconsin, oh, by the way, of that division. And that was the last time Nebraska was in that game. That's right. 2012. And it was a disaster. God, I... You just hope it wouldn't be a disaster if Nebraska got back there. The fact we're even talking about it is sort of, it's a little pie in the sky, not complete pie in the sky. But, yeah, Nebraska's got to get back into the range of at least winning its division. It did it with Pelini, and we took it for, totally took it for granted. We did. I mean, oh, yeah. we, we completely. Absolutely we did. We, we, I mean, the, the game that sticks out in that regard is 2010. When Nebraska was ranked 13th and Oklahoma was 10th, and Nebraska got up big and then lost 23 to 20, we acted as if the world was caving in. When now that sort of situation would be, be welcome. welcome. I yeah, mean, we lost, but man, we had a chance. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, our perception has definitely changed, as it should. But we took those days for granted. We did. And there's no doubt. I mean, when I think I, back I on it. That. I mean, I went to that game in our. I mean, I went to all these games in Arlington, and it felt like kind of a big deal. It felt kind of crushing. You knew Bo was going to get crushed. You know, you knew it. He did um, because they blew the big lead, and that's when we were out of whack. You know, I mean, we didn't celebrate that they were going there. We all we could think about was that they lost. Now that now that's changed. And it's okay. I mean, listen, there's occurrences like it's been at like the situation at Nebraska. There's other fan bases who take winning for granted at a high level. And if Ohio State loses two games, Day's in trouble. I mean, that's that's weird, but that's the way it is at Ohio State. Yep. yep. If he if he loses three, he's probably out. I don't know if he's out, but out. he's, he's mm-hmm. it's close. Hmm. Hmm? Last year, they could have lost three. They, they beat Utah in that Rose Bowl, that epic Rose Bowl, to yeah. avoid three losses. Yeah, if he lo- lost that game, he wouldn't have been out, but he would have been in, in under hot fire, seat. heavy fi- fire. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Hot seat for losing the Rose Bowl. Right. The Rose Bowl. So it's out of whack other places. Um, Someone said, Bird says, this this has to be the worst the division has ever been. And that, that's part so. of this is that the, the division sucks. The Big Ten yeah. West sucks right now. And I, the fact that you – you you should have a chance to win this thing. I know. You should be in there. Like you, next year if you know, whoever it is, if it's Mickey or somebody else, this is the this is the final year of the Big Ten West. And I don't see it just getting better next no, no, year. No, next year will be the final I, I said next year. I oh, said yeah. next year yeah. is the final year of the Big Ten West. Yeah, it's not and I can't see right now projecting the next year one team having an epic rise. It looks like it's gonna be very similar to this year of a hodgepodge. I have a hard time saying that it sucks. It's not very good. The coaching's good. I mean, it is. 
it's it's not good. It's not good. So what's the problem then? The, the teams are down. But why? If it's coaching, then just cyclical. I think. I mean, Illinois isn't down. You know, it's it's. If Nebraska does not it's blow wild the, right if now. If Nebraska does not blow the game to Northwestern, <laughs> they're know. on top of the division right now. That's that's wild. At three and one. They're, okay, think tied, about tied think about first. Nebraska's. Okay, I mean, when you say it sucks, the division. That's pretty good evidence. Yeah, right there it is that Nebraska's one close loss that they shouldn't have lost away from being atop the division right. with all its deficiencies. Exactly. It's a bad division right now. The the Big Ten West is down terribly. I hate to say that, but it is. I hate it. I don't – because these teams are very competitive. Like when I watched Wisconsin the other day, I thought, man, they're playing hard. Whew. Did you but watch they're not Minnesota very good. versus Penn State? Yeah, Minnesota's not very good. Play, they're they're yeah, not very they good. They played a Big Ten East team and got rolled. Right. They're not very good. They're not. Northwestern's just Northwestern. Nebraska's immensely flawed, and we got a bunch of callers we should get to. We do. Uh, let's get to a call. We've got three people on the line. Uh, if you can hear us, you're on an early break. Who do we have here? Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Steve Jake. Whoa. It's Chris. Baldwin Shop. Yes. Just matter of fact, Steve just pulling in in the, in the cloak of darkness up here at uh, 32nd, 100 in Baldwin. Well, there you go. Did you have to, did you ever did you ever go over to Fleming Fields and check it out over there? I was over there the other day and I was really impressed by the grounds. They, uh, they you know, Steve, it's funny. Yeah, they they keep the university keeps these grounds up very I mean, they but I never see anybody playing over there though. Yeah, it was I don't either. That's exactly why I went over there because I wanted to see what was going on. The lights were on and there was one game going on. Just a, it was just a. It looked like, a, you know, like a rec softball game, but it was. Well, God, the grounds are gorgeous. I, yeah, the grounds are gorgeous. Now, in years past, they used to have big tournaments up here in the summer during the day, uh, uh, little league baseball, and there was cars from Missouri, South Dakota, Iowa, Kansas. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I haven't seen that for probably five, six years. I wonder if COVID affected that okay what what's on your college football mind you always have something on your mind well okay okay guys um you know you're talking about the division here you know uh steve or jake you guys say the coaching's good yes but come on let's face it you guys there's a huge talent gap between the top two teams probably maybe three teams in the big 10 and the rest of us yeah. uh do we have a difference maker probably in Trey Palmer, but you know, for every Trey Palmer, Ohio State's got a Marvin Harrison, yeah. and you can shoot right down the line. Yeah, there, you yeah. know, um, and on defense too, you know, um, you know, it's just going to be I, Nebraska and, and the rest of this bunch. It's it's damn, it's going to be tough, you know. Uh, I, I now I want to throw you guys out. You were talking about Nebraska being in the Big Ten title game ten years ago this year, and and of course you know, and I, I honestly thought we were going to win that game. No. I really did. No. I thought here we go, first time in thirteen years we're going to have a conference championship, you know, and then uh, then the disaster happened. But I I, do, I want to throw this at you guys, and you might fact check me in, on this. I believe Colorado in the Pac-12, and Missouri in the Southeast Conference 
have been in championship games down there since we've been in our last one. Ah, uh, yes. I think, I yes. think that, Colorado was. I think, matter of fact, I think Colorado's been in a couple of, maybe a couple of times, and Missouri might have been in a couple With of Mike times. Mike McIntyre. Early. They were for sure for Colorado. Missouri though was Missouri. I thought they were. Yeah, yeah they were. Uh, they were for sure. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah. that's right. You're right, Chris. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were in Atlanta so, for sure. So you know, guys. Yeah, this this is a drought we're in. Uh, yeah, and, and you guys, you we're, we're talking about the West Division. You know, they're just going to have to get. We're just going to have to get better talent. That's all there is to it. You know, when USC and UCLA joined us, we talked about this this summer. You guys. Uh, USC is building a mountain out there, and UCLA looks pretty good too this year, except for up at Oregon this last Saturday. But uh, uh, they're just, uh, you know, USC's just Lincoln Riley's just getting that thing oh, yeah. pumped up, and and the the recruiting looks good out there right now. As soon as he holds all that talent in in uh, in that area, uh, right there with into Los Angeles, uh, as soon as he corrals a lot of that. I tell you, they're they're going to be formidable. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, Steve Jake, as, as far as Nebraska's chances this year, you know, yeah, mathematically we're not out of this thing. But uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough. I I, I think uh, uh, the odds are pretty long here, and it starts this Saturday. But I, Illinois is a is a good team, but I wouldn't put them in a very good or great team category yet. I want to see what they do on the other line this Saturday. And you're right, uh, Jake, Steve, they do. They do have to play Michigan. I don't know where that game's at. At Michigan. Oh, boy. November 19th. That'll that'll be tough. And, Steve, I heard you this weekend say Michigan, that offensive line, I know, well, personally, I think that's the best offensive line in the country right now. Hello. Okay. All right. I like I like to hear that. But, I like but, to hear Jim uh, doing uh, well. But anyway, well, they bullied everybody they played. Yep. So so Pretty uh, much. Uh, and we'll see. Got two good running backs. But yeah, guys. Hey, it's it's going to be interesting. I, it, it sounds like we're going to have a beautiful day this Saturday, and and uh, I'm going to be up there and bright and early because it's been a month since we've been down there. So I'm I'm ready to go and. Uh, We'll just let the chips fall where they may for the next month, guys. So, hey, I want to hear what some of these other callers have to have to say. So, I'm going to hang up and listen, Steve. All right, Thank you, Chris. Have a good day. How about that? Two thirty on ABC. Nebraska's in a two thirty ABC game against Illinois. Hello. Teams. All right, let's see what else. We have uh, Dave. Long we haven't heard from Dave in a long time. Dave, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, Steve. Jake. Uh, Jake is right. Uh, the Big Ten is horrible. It's, it's probably the worst division in Power 5 football. No, and Jake's right. It's not going to be any better next year. Look at look at the quarterback play, and look who all these teams are losing next year. Thompson might not be back if you got a new coach. Nebraska will have new players. You know, if maybe uh, Mickey Joseph isn't retained. But as a gambler, I knew that was a bad line last week against Ohio State, against Iowa. You'll see any Big Ten West team who faces Ohio State and Michigan, will probably get blown out by 35 points, like, like always. It's, it's always a bad game, the championship game, when yep. the East faces the West, yep. and it won't be any different this year. Probably not. And, and uh, it'll be terrible. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like, the divisions are going away because the Big Ten doesn't want to have a, a chance of, you know, Ohio State, USC, Michigan all having one loss. 
and not making a chance for the playoff in 2024 if it starts that early. Then my Big Ten championship might go away. So who knows? But anyway, yeah, Big Ten West is bad. Jake DeFrite. And uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. You're welcome. Did you, did you did you just disagree with that? I think you said also it's bad. Yeah, you no. said the coaching's good. Yeah, Thank I you, can't. Dave. I yeah. appreciate the compliments. Yeah, I, I um, it's not a good division right now. Everybody knows it. We got one more. We got we have one one more, and Let's we're try. going we're going out west. We're, oh, we going, we're going to the oh, West God. Coast. Oh, God. You know, this guy's got energy for days. Okay, let's do Vince this. Vince in Napa, California. You're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Good. Good, Vince. And you? Pretty good. Well, before I get into the Nebraska side of the equation, uh, Jake, <clears throat> you mentioned Tennessee. Well, I'll tell you the game that's going to be interesting in a couple of weeks is when is when Georgia and Tennessee play each other. That, yeah. that, that's, that's one that I'm really looking forward to, not just from a college football standpoint, but also, also, because, of our, also because of the pride of Napa, California, Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. So that's another reason I'm looking forward to that. Um, but as far as the Nebraska side of this conversation, um, <clears throat> as far as winning a division title, would it forgive anything? No, it doesn't forgive anything whatsoever, but... I look at it like this. I mean, the past is the past. You can't undo the past. But, um, but you know, ever since division, the division format came into play, so I don't know when it was, 1996 or something like that. That was when it became more common throughout college football. Um, <clears throat> that's where winning the division is the, first, you know, is the first of a handful of goals because if you win your division – you have a lot of things in play for you, whether it's a conference championship, whether it's a New Year's Day six bowl game, you know, going to the playoffs, all that sort of thing. Now, not that the current Big Ten West winner, not that the current Big Ten West uh, winner is going to be accomplishing any of those things for the very reason that you mentioned, but um, but you know, in order to you know, but but I think now Chris made a point earlier about you know getting better talent. I mean. To a point, I think he's right about that, but um, I think recent history has shown that from a ranking standpoint, you know, Nebraska has been pretty much about on par with the rest of the Big Ten West. You know, so in which case you say, okay, is it bad recruiting or bad development? I would say closer to bad development, but I would also say from a recruiting standpoint, the last couple of coaching regimes, we've been running schemes you know, that, that are ill-suited as far as we're not going to get those type of guys, you know, because, like, you look at the scheme Mike Riley ran. I mean, he thought he could come into the Big Ten and run what he did at Oregon State for a long time. It's like, no, smaller, quicker guys don't work in the Big Ten. And I look at a quote that um, it resurfaced from Bill Moose, while I want to say it was a few weeks ago or so, where, um, where he was mentioning with it when he hired Scott Frost, he wanted his offense to be a mixture of old-school Nebraska option football that featured toughness versus the York and finesse. Well, the problem is we never became any good at either one. And the other problem is is that you're not, you know, you're not very likely to get the type of athletes that are going to run Oregon's offense, whereas you can get the Nebraska toughness you know, uh, right in your backyard. So that's, so that's what it comes down to. I think when it comes to recruiting, it comes down to knowing who you are and knowing what you can get, and then you build off of that. And then eventually, maybe you know, maybe you try to get some of those guys, you know, to complement to, to complement uh, the current roster. But I'll tell you one thing, those fellas. Oh, gosh, oh boy, go. here we go. Whether we whether, whether we like it or not, <clears throat> the division title is still in play. 
and that means, and that means Illinois is coming to town. And you want to know what? I, and you want to know what that also means? That means what? That 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 also means you either that that also means you either feel pressure or you apply pressure. And when those mighty Illinois fight the line, I come into town on Saturday. You apply pressure for sixty minutes, and you open up a can of kick ass. Let's go! Yeah! <laughs> Volcano has erupted on the West Coast. All right, there we go. Here's here's what I would say, Chris and Vince. To Chris and Vince, and Vince, I think Vince was in the similar train of thought that I'm on. It, Chris said, it, you know, you just, it's just a matter of getting talent. Football, football is uniquely complex. Hmm. It's not just talent. You got to have it all. You got to have the coaching element. You got to have the right systems in place. It's got all work on Saturdays. I mean, you can you can bring a bunch of talent over there, and it doesn't mean it's going to work. No, there there are teams you you can tell visibly have more talent than others that still lose football games. Mm-hmm. They're not they're lack not disciplined well. Mm-hmm. They're not developed right. well. Right, and it's not it's not clicking. Yeah, well, you know, it comes down to this is this is. I mean, listen, it's, what is it? October twenty fifth. That's right. The 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 Heat's building for Trev. If this comes down to getting the right guy to run your organization, if you can find it, it's and they're like fine jewels. You, you know, Texas A&M thought they had it. You know, with with Jimbo, they did not. Jimbo's in his fifth year at Texas A&M, and he's three and four overall, and one and three in the SEC. They're paying him ten. Are they paying him ten million a year, or something like I think that? It's ten. Yeah, in, in that range. They thought they found their gem. Now, what are they gonna do? Okay. Can you fire him? You thought I thought I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push back on your Pat Fitzgerald love affair. Um, I thought he's a good coach. He was three and nine last year. They're one and six this year. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. It's it. Okay. Michigan damn near ran off Jim Harbaugh. They they, they almost close. ran Very him close. off. Ran him off. Now he's won 19 of his last 21, and and they look like a a prime threat to Ohio State. Point is, you don't know. But you got to try to get it. it. It is an inexact science trying to put that head coach, the right head coach, in place. Inexact. I mean, it's almost like you're shooting craps. I mean, you just hope it lands. I like those odds. It's not that, you no, know what I mean, yeah, though. I, I, that's exactly right. Like, come on, hit the seven. Yeah, you don't know. You thought Frost was perfect. We did. It, 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 and all, it was an utter disaster. It made a lot of sense, and it just didn't work at all. It didn't work at all. He lost his first six and never really fully recovered. Never recovered. End of that season, went four of six, and he thought, okay, that they were ranked going into the next season, and they just never showed that they were worthy of nope. that. Never worked out. Yeah, Trev. Trev. All eyes on Trev now. You got, a, you got about a month here, Trev, yeah. to make a decision. Yeah. Are you keeping Mickey? Are you moving on? Mm-hmm. Trying to keep Mickey on the staff? With new coach? I don't know. Lots to unravel here. Thank you for all the calls, Chris, Dave, and Vince. You can call us yourself, 402-464-5685. More next on Early Break in the Ticket.